Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. The show about the show, the show within the show. As always, you can subscribe to this by going to the DA Show's podcast feed. Just search that exact term, the DA Show. And subscribe, rate, and review. That helps other people find it. And it'll have uploaded to your device automatically when we post this. Also, you could find it on its own podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted. And in the Odyssey app. Go to the Odyssey app. That's free. And you can listen to CBS Sports Radio. As well as the Sunday BetQL shows that both Mraz and I are part of. I'm part of one of the morning shows. He's part of one of the afternoon shows. That's a little sports gambling action that we have Going on on the weekend, then also the Permission Granted podcast. And we're going to start with something that happened at the end of Tuesday's show, which is the forearm discussion into the Kornacki impersonation. On the Trash Tuesday, Moist Pork, whose actual name is Moishi something? Plotnik. Moishi Plotnik. We had misread as moist pork. You well, had misread. I misread. Let's not group you into there. I misread real quickly and thought his name was moist pork. And I guess that was hysterical enough that it stuck. And he changed it. Now his name on Twitter is moist pork. Yes. And so he was trashing something else and then said, I also don't like the sleeves. He said he trashed people on the job, job recruiters that don't get back to you. And then at the end said... I'm also going to trash you for always rolling up your sleeves like a child. Moist Pork is also trashing job recruiters. Is it unreasonable to ask for an email telling me it's not going to work out so I can have at least some closure? After all, you're the one who approached me. I'm also now going to trash you for always rolling up your sleeves like a child. That will contribute to the microplastics in the bottom of the ocean. It was about me rolling up my sleeves. I think this is a better look for me when I roll up my sleeves on the button-down shirts because when I have them fully down, I think it makes it look very stuffy. It makes me look very stuffy. I think this looks a little bit more dress casual. And I've been told, I'm not saying that it's one way or the other, but I've been told I have nice forearms. Wow. I'm not... I'm stunned to a new... I don't know this. Raise them up a little bit. I mean, they're they're not ugly forearms. <laughs> I think they're forearms. normal forearms. Yeah. I think... You because, have the right hair to skin ratio. Yeah, they're not overly hairy, and they're not pegs, and I don't have short arms, so I think ratio-wise, I think I look... I think I look better with the, the sleeves rolled up than all the way down and buttoned. I think that would look too stuffy. And, you know, that hurt a little bit, like a child. But then again, I called... Paxton Lynch a child a couple of times today, so I guess I, I I should be okay with that. I feel like I should interrupt this with something I had been keeping from you. Okay. 
Moist Pork is extremely active live on the show during tw- on Twitch when you watch twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio where you can yeah. watch us every morning as well. Yeah. An ongoing theme and storyline for at least a month. Now, again, Kaplan called me out and I had been now active on there, at least kind of observing the chat, chiming in with listeners for, I mean, I guess a couple months, but I'm going to say for a month. An active theme... I think headlined by moist pork in particular is the shredding of your wardrobe on a daily basis. Really? Now, it's not every day. There are days where they'll be fair about it and say, see, that's that's nice. That's what DA should be wearing. You get killed a lot for the sweater over the button down when that happens. They huh. hate that. Wonder why. Um, certain hoodies you've worn, some they've liked, some they've said, you know, oh, somebody else on the show will be killed for wearing that. And the sleeve thing, it finally connected me. That's right. That's something that Moist Pork has mentioned in the past. So your wardrobe actually has been a theme. Huh. I just didn't. If I present that to you, well, Morales, look at the way you dress. Do they ever comment on you? I was just saying, it's that wasn't that big a deal for me to present to you. But, but Moist Pork is leading a charge. On I this. would say he's definitely been the most active on that. So now that he's brought it up and brought up the sleeve rolls up, I feel like it's fair game to tell you that this has been an ongoing Twitch storyline. So then he says, I have no problem that you roll up your sleeves. It's the way that you do it bothers me. Up to your elbows. So messy. It can be done in a much nicer looking way. And by the way, you saying you have nice forearms is weird. So I said, the reason that I roll up my sleeves is because I think when I have my sleeves all the way down to my wrist and they're buttoned, it makes it look stuffy. I think I end up looking... It's just, it's too, it's not casual enough. I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Because it's not a formal show. It's an informal show. But I don't like wearing t-shirts. I don't like wearing, I usually only wear a hoodie once in a blue moon. So it's very rare. It's, it's 90% of the time it's just a button down with rolled up sleeves. So I thought moist pork was a little unfair here saying it looks like a child. And that it's messy because I'm distinctly trying to not be messy. Now, I said, if you wouldn't mind sending me a pic of your rolled up sleeves for reference, that would help me. He says, you rolled up once or twice, not shoved up to the elbows. It should still look good after you roll them back down. If they're wrinkled, it's wrong. And here's what he sent me. Oh, that's terrible. And that's, there's a print on the underside of his cuff. So it's a white shirt with black print polka dotted print or something like really small polka dots that's under it and it's folded up once so you can see the print and i this shirt actually is that it has a print on the under underside of that I see. but you see if i just if i just cuffed it once to show that i think that looks so dopey okay i can't believe we're going on a fashion segment i'm going to give my thoughts on fashion i agree with you because i have also oftentimes found myself in this scenario when i do wear button down shirts i I have always had shorter arms. I, it's very hard to find a shirt that fits me perfectly. And a lot of times if I have my sleeves all the way down and I'm leaning for a while, they'll like start to cover part of my hand. I just can't get the length right. Mm. So when I go to roll up, the couple times I've done the way you're doing it, the way that Moist Pork has presented it, I agree with you. I think it looks extremely dopey. And also, you know, if you move around your arm enough and it's kind of loose enough, Eventually, it just starts kind of rolling back down as well. Correct. You know, it's very hard to get to stay like that. And also, I would ask you this. What does that accomplish? Because you're not short-sleeved and now you're not long-sleeved. It looks like you're wearing capris on your arms. That's right. And if you cuff it that way, just one cuff to show the underside of the, of the, the shirt, it flares out. It looks like a bell bottom. So you have to cuff it again to create. The, the, the seal there. In the history of offices. Yes. I would venture to guess that it is very hard to find somebody that has ever seen somebody with that look that Moist Pork is trying to present you say, hey, that's a good look. I just don't think it's a good look. I don't think there's anything wrong with what you're doing with your sleeves. Now, you want to tell me it looks a little messy around the elbow because when you get that tight up there with a the shirt. Yeah. Crinkled. Okay, Fine. But again, we're not going out for some extreme business lunch meeting with head honchos. You're here to casually look professional with a little bit of relaxed edginess, I think is what you're going for in sports radio and on on Twitch. I think so, because it's a tough balance to strike. You don't want to look too formal because then it feels uptight, and that's not what the show is. It's not what sports radio is supposed to be. 
but you also don't want to look sloppy. You do want to look professional. So Moist Pork, and this is not a personal attack on him. I think if I wore my sleeves that way, and when I see some people do that, that feels like the middle-aged man in Vegas that wants to show off his designer shirt. Yes. You cuff it once, and it looks silly, but you know why the guy is doing it. Yes. Hey, I just bought this shirt. Cool, huh? I'm not saying Moist Pork is that guy, but maybe he is that guy. I think that looks really stupid, at least on me. I don't know if Moist Pork is a good dresser, but I also think it's a little glass house to be calling out other people's wardrobe when we don't know if you dress well. Right. Like, you can see what I choose every single day. I don't know what Moist Pork wears, and I don't know if he's got any credibility in this room. Could be wearing a baster for all we know. We don't know what Moist Pork wears. Yeah, exactly. And also... I mean, it, I think it's fair to say in 2022, no two jobs and wardrobes are mm. necessarily the same as well. Moist Pork isn't doing sports radio. I don't know what Moist Pork is doing <laughs> where he's wearing whatever he's wearing every day, but that what he's doing with that sleeve doesn't necessarily equate to, you know, what the vibe is you're going for in our job, and nor would maybe whatever I'm wearing clash with what he's doing. So I don't think... Just from a fashion sense, that you could say this food is family. I don't think that you could. <laughs> I don't think that you could correlate the two. I, so, I'll actually tell you this, dude. Truth be told, because I thought about this a lot last week. You mentioned at the beginning we, we've been doing shows on BetQL. I got an opportunity to fill in on their afternoon show last week. I went as far as researching all of their video clips over the last two weeks to see what they were wearing. Wow. To to you know try to mesh uh, right. mesh with it. And that was a show that's very popular on wearing hats. Hmm. We rarely wear hats on the DA show. Right. So I went with a, a like a backwards kind of fashionable Buddhist family, fashionable hat, and I got compliments on it on, really? on their Twitch stream uh, from their producers. Hey, that was a good look for you and everything. Wow. But that wouldn't be the same look that we would go for on the DA show. So. Wow. But the point, that that's kind of the point I'm saying. That's even in the same industry. Yeah. And I purposefully did that. So how could Moist Pork make that call with our job on what looks good and what doesn't? I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's all taste when it comes to fashion. And obviously, I, I do want to respect the listeners. And I did say that part of the reason that I wear this, number one, is I use my hands a lot. And so if I don't cuff them all the way to the elbow, they start falling and sagging down because I use my arms a lot. So I've got to tighten them up near the elbow. And I had been told many, many years ago, I suppose, that I had nice forearms. Now, immediately you're like, let me see your forearms. And I show them, and you're like, nah, they're fine. And you did compliment my hair-to-skin ratio. I, I have some hair on my arm, but not a ton of hair, so it's it's not terrible. Right, I'm a shaver. I, don't, I go no hair on the You form. shave. Yeah. My wife texts me. She goes, you know, I love you, but you don't have nice forearms. And which, so I'm like, wow. Which was stunning. Because you think that she just glosses me all the time? No, no, no. I, I think, first of all, I think a wife's job is in especially with egos with all of us, is to check us a lot. And mm -hmm. I think that's totally normal. It was stunning to me because I immediately had the question, well, who the heck told you you had nice forearms then? I guess it was somebody, I just, it was somebody, I guess, years ago that I just got stuck in my head. But the way you said it. That I had been told I had nice forearms. Right, but I, maybe I'm wrong. I interpreted it as recently somebody told you you had nice forearms. I see. I mean, your forearms should be constantly changing depending on workouts you're oh, doing, I guess that's age, true. all of that. You know, sometimes you, if you started lifting weights two months later, maybe they're more defined. Yes. The way you had said it was like, yeah, I really came to this because somebody had told me this. <laughs> that, I got the vibe like somebody told no. you this recently. No, I've been, I've been wearing my shirts like this for a long time, so I guess it was a while ago. And she goes, you really don't have nice forearms. I don't know who told you that. That's weird. And... When I looked at the video, the cat pulled him like, yeah, no, I actually don't have great forearms. When I looked at it and I twisted him around, they're kind of twiggy. But it's also a weird body part to, <laughs> to either get dissed or get compliments about. It seems pretty benign that it's not one or the other. It feels like the only time I really have noticed forearms are from, like, bodybuilders. You're like, wow, you're really cut there. Yeah. And if you're not, I kind of feel like all forearms look the same. Because a forearm... Here we go. I mean, it feels like maybe that's the last body part to get fat. Oh, yeah. Like, like, think about it. Even the fattest of human beings, you know, they get a heavy bicep area that mm. leads to maybe like a hot <laughs> air balloon hanging over the forearm. The forearm doesn't give you a lot of room to get fat, so how could you really have a bad forearm? I guess that's true. Although, when you think about it, when you're really obese, everything puffs up like the Michelin tire, man. 
everything. Right, but in ratio, that still is going to look like one of the smaller parts oh, of the body. You don't get, you never get forearm hang. No, that's true. Yeah, no. Go ahead, go pull before fat the people. You go shoulder to elbow, a lot of hang. Yeah. Below the elbow, not as much. You also said you're going for a Steve Kornacki look a little bit, which is the CNN. No, MSN, MSNBC? MS, yeah, the NBC family. Yeah. Okay. MSN, family, the Buddhist family. <laughs> MSNBC. We're going to get to that reference a little bit. <laughs> I can't stop saying that. He does political coverage for the NBC family networks, and you've seen him on Sunday Night Football, and he does that big video board, right. and it's the the odds. I guess he's like a data guy. Yeah, but he it's... just did Olympics as well for two weeks. Okay. So it's the odds and the numbers behind this team making the playoffs, this team doesn't make the playoffs, this team win the division, right. Super Bowl pregame, he was explaining Super Bowl box grids. Okay. And if you get a seven here and a nine here, he was doing that whole thing. So by watching him from so much on on Sunday Night Football, I was just, I did it once or twice for a friend or a family member, my Kornacki, so that when you said that I got up and started doing a little bit of Kornacki, oh. and you actually, you almost choked on whatever you were eating. You're going for like the Steve Kornacki look now. If we look here on the map, <laughs> what we have is the DA Show logo here rotating. But what happens if we have this DVD run out, then we'll end up having to restart the DVD. Now look around here. There's a Bengals chain and a Rams chain. Clearly, Maggie and Perloff brought that back from the Super Bowl. But next year, it'll be two different logos. When have you been working on a Kornacki? I had no idea that was coming. It's my Kornacki. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't know it was coming. Here we have Super Dave and Mike Pacheco. Both of them are doing DA show drops. But if they run it back again this year, we'll have to have an homage to last year's as well. Didn't make the 12 DAs at Christmas. There's a 75.6% chance we forget to do this bit anyway. I did because one of my favorite things in the world is if I make a reference and it's one of those, oh, I hope he gets it. But not only do you get it, like you took it to another, you were, you were on like within seconds, had not just an impersonation, had an impersonation that felt like you had been working on it for years. And I think it was both my... This impersonation is awesome. I can't believe you got my reference. And you had it at the ready. And we didn't pre-choreograph it. Everything about that was the perfect. And I just made me lose it laughing. It was so <laughs> funny. Because I've been watching Kornacki on the couch. Like, the couple times I caught the Olympics, I happened to catch Kornacki bits. And the Super Bowl, very long Super Bowl pregame, I was laughing a couple of his bits. And I finally said to myself last week... Boy, I think Kornacki needs to take a couple of weeks off. Like, I've had a lot of Kornacki. Yeah, they're they're using him a lot. Right. And with the sleeves rolled up, that was just what I correlated you making that reference to was Kornacki. It is true that out of all of the cable news people, he's the only one that does roll up his sleeves. So it's noticeable. Yeah. We have a New York weather guy that does it. And that's always okay. like, it's a big storm if the, the sleeves get rolled oh, up. Oh, really? That's the, I forget who it was. It might be. Ah, I'm, I'm going to say his name wrong. But one of those guys, it's like, wow, this is a big storm if his sleeves are rolled up. Wow, wow. It's like the reference. Like, it's been long. He's been working on it. That's the key. But Kornacki, it's like stressed out. That's like the, the image it gives. I got to see if, if Cap caught it on camera completely because I had to get up out of the chair, and usually the camera's framed just for me in the chair. And I had to get up and turn to the video board. And you do it, but you hunch over a little yeah. bit. You throw your elbows out oh. a little bit. The hands. The hand, and it's almost always index and middle finger and your reference and your reference and your reference. And so many references quickly that you forgot two seconds ago yeah. what he referenced. You yeah. have to really follow it along. Yes. It's it's really good. And we've done the, the DA impersonations and far more misses than hits. Some are bad. Some are bad. Some are good. <laughs> then the ones that are good somehow don't become good anymore yeah, because they, they migrate to something else. Yeah. For that being completely spontaneous, for us never mentioning Kornacki on the show, I was stunned to a news that, that it really got me. It made me laugh so hard. Well, Aiden will either have already inserted Merez's laughter or will hear it here again. 
there's a 98.6% chance the DA is late to break here, and we have to squeeze in both the epic fail and advanced analytics on this final break. It's more like 100%. <laughs> Mraz is down! It's a 100% chance Pete's going to pull that and put it into the drops. Mraz has gone down! He's choking. He's rubbing his eyes. He's rubbing his head. It's your best impersonation. <laughs> so you keep saying family, family, family. Food is family. <laughs> because the, the ballad of Jack Stern is a lead topic here on the DA show. Last week, Jack Stern, he's got to be in his early 20s. He's fresh-faced kid in the radio industry. He just got a job part-time here behind the scenes, editing audio, behind the scenes producing stuff, and was thrust into a bit of a leading role situation this week because James Boccioni, producer James, is off for the week with Amy Lawrence, meaning that they're thrusting right. young Jack into this role. Football season has ended, the Super Bowl is over, and now you start getting into a lot of people who hadn't taken days off are going to start using some days off. And what we're finding out is we've had major roster turnover since the pandemic as far as behind-the-scenes guys. Get me Rubinoff? Can't find him. That's Don't true. know where he is. Like, Hitting. There are just certain names on the DA show you've heard of, of past, and then because of that, other full-timers and other spots have left. Names have changed. So there is a crop of youngsters, and Jack Stern is one of these leading newer youngsters we have. Now, Jack's a really interesting guy because... <sighs> How would I describe Jack Stern? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on how to describe this guy. Well, I mean, I mean, he he's a nice kid. He's yeah. young. Yeah. He's raw. He's a go-getter. He wants to do the right thing. But he's almost like uh, when you have an untrainable puppy dog. <laughs> like the cute face. The he's he's happy to see. He's happy to be around you. Loyal. All of that, but in the end, he's still going to make on the carpet. And I think that's kind of what Jack Stern is. So the timeline is last week, I think it's on Wednesday, he makes wings, he makes six pounds of wings and decides to bring them into the studio. Right. I guess you had grabbed a wing and you were like, yeah, oh, oh, I got oh. Jack Stern away. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what happened. Bogus was preparing for his departure for Dave Matthews and you were at home doing the show and Pete, the body was off last week. So I was the lone wolf left stand, which was the irony because I was the guy home two weeks ago with the COVID. So I'm left and I have whoever next to me, a jock alone or whoever. And Jack Stern comes in and basically, where is everyone? Where is I, I cooked wings. Where is everyone? And I said, what? So I don't take his wings, and he's, like, offended at first. I'm like, Jack, I'm trying to, like, lose a weight. He's like, I, I made him healthy. <laughs> so I I group-messaged you guys right as the show's about to start. I go, hey, bad day to miss. Jack Stern is right. here, and he's cooked wings for everybody. Right. They're not home. I thought that was going to be it. And I Jack Stern was out of my <laughs> life for the day, for the week, and everything. And you, feeling your oats at home, said, Raz, why don't you get Jack Stern in the studio here? Let's talk about these wings he cooked. Because I had seen Jack before around the studios. Jack, when he first got hired, had asked me if I would sit down and chat with him so we could catch up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a background here where I got an email out of nowhere not knowing who Jack Stern was. And he would like to meet and chat and catch up. And I'm thinking he might be a sales guy. Oh, he might no. be programming. He might be a new might, engineer or Might something. be the one who told you your forearms look good years ago. <laughs> and lo and behold, Pete comes into the studio one day. He's like, hey, Jack Stern's waiting for you. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's today. And I was like, who is Jack Stern? <laughs> no, how disappointing. <laughs> Pete's like, I don't know. I think we just hired him like on tape. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is so deflating. Oh. I thought I'm going to negotiate so, a new sleep number deal out of this. So, so I sit down with him. And nice that he wanted to catch up. I guess he wanted to get, you know, he wants his face out there. He wants to be, he wants some notoriety. As an aside, that's trying to do the right thing. It is. 
So, oh, now he's on my radar. So that when you're like, and and I could also tell he's very unique. He's a unique person. Okay? And we've had unique characters <laughs> on the show. Radio tends to draw the, these like stray cats around the studio <laughs> where they're point. just... They're a lit. We're all a little odd. We're all a little off. We all don't quite fit into mainstream mainstream media. It's just radio is a weird world, and so Jack is one of these cats, and like a Shep, like a Jacob Wilkins, these people yeah, who followed the show. Yeah. Yes, and lo and behold, he's making wings. I'm like, well, if Jack Stern made wings for everybody, you know what? Let's have him on the show to just talk about how he made the wings. So I think it's a throwaway segment, five minutes, and we're done with it. And Jack gives us a couple of kind of gem catchphrases. No, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm being a nice person. What's wrong with trying to feed people? Food is family. Is there, is there? Mraz, why are you laughing at that? Food is family. I'm being a nice guy. It's perfect. I'm, I'm laughing because I just feel drops as they're coming in real time. I think it could, but really I was trying to feed Raz his healthiest meal in years. Try to feed Mraz, is that right? You call me Raz or Mraz? Mraz. <laughs> you heard me wrong? Oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh, here we go. I mean, I'm not going to argue with him. I'm a great guy. I'm a good person, and I'm just trying to feed people. I would never try to kiss up to anyone. That's not my style. I call you Damon. Most people call you DA. What do you think that does? <laughs> that is a sign of respect? That should tell you everything you need to know. I don't kiss up to anyone. No. Oh, <laughs> calling me DA is kissing up to me? Oh, absolutely. Do, do people on the street call you DA? Do, when, when you go to the supermarket, when you go to the liquor store and they ask for your ID, do they call you DA or Damon? Well, they're not familiar with my nickname. <laughs> well, aren't you supposed to be famous now? That's why everyone calls you DA. Okay. This is quite a turn. So now Jack is interrogating me. Food is family. Food is family. He calls you Raz. Yeah. He then says, you heard me wrong. And suddenly it's like a little contentious, a little awkward, a little funny, a little weird. It's everything. So I'm like, well, we can keep going forward if he keeps cooking. That was last week to put himself on the radar, which it just so happens, time-wise, a full-time job had opened up last week, right? Right. This was very fresh. The timing was almost linear. So I put two and two together. I'm like, oh, he's trying to win the job around here by cooking for people and try to get in people's good graces. So then this week he's full-time on Amy's show, and he texts you Sunday Eat light breakfast, Merez. I'm making Crunchwrap Supremes. Right. And just, again, headspace. I'm at this time doing my Sunday BetQL <laughs> show, looking at different lines on my phone, you know, communicating with those producers there. And I see it. I'm like, Jack, what does Jack Stern want? <laughs> and it's a picture of his kitchen with a skillet out. The last thing you need two hours into doing a show is that picture from Jack Stern. So Jack gives us the Crunchwrap Supremes to try. He had given one to Pete, one to you. And I was like, well, I'd like to try one. He's got none left. So me and you have to split it. Saying he needed two for himself. Which suggests he did not factor me into the equation or... Underproduced. Underproduced. So we try it. It's a clean sweep. Nobody likes it. It's not very good. Now, the wing was a hit. You thought the wing were great. Which I think is fair. I'm not killing the kid. I thought he made an excellent wing. I really did. But we all thought that this was bland. It wasn't very good. We have Jack back on to talk about it. He is floored that we don't like it. He's now a little aggressive that we don't like it. Also, name something a Crunchwrap Supreme while admitting on the air he never has ever had a real Crunchwrap Supreme. Never had an other Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. Doesn't eat Taco Bell. Thinks the crunch in a Crunchwrap comes from grilled chicken from the char. That's absolutely not right. Out of whack. And the Supreme in this had no... Like sour cream, tomatoes, nothing like guac, that. no yeah. nothing, no avocado sauce, no no cheese sauce, no anything. He claimed there was another sauce in there, like a marinade that was non-existent. What like a cayenne sauce? It was nowhere near it. And he threw a pickle in there because that was all that was left in his fridge, and he thought he was splitting the atom. He also put some baked potato in there, but not enough. Which is fine, but not enough. And it was a little all over the place. It just wasn't a good execution right. by him. But he gets kind of. I don't know. It gets kind of aggressive that we don't like it. And then he drops the F word on you. Several times, which annoys the audience to know. Yeah. Only they could call me fat. 
And so quickly, Jack Stern becomes a villain on the show. So you'd think that on Tuesday he wants to follow this up, cook it all week for everybody. I want to win over cook everybody. All week. <laughs> he comes in with nothing. Nothing. That's right. So either we scared him away from ever cooking again, that that bit is now dead, or he's building up for the end of the week when he's really going to double down with something big. Well, there's there's a couple things here. In baseball, they say momentum's only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. <laughs> he took an off day. He took an off day, and maybe that's the right thing. Gather your thoughts, reset, don't get lost in the shuffle, because if you come out back-to-back days with a bomb that's not going to sit well. Right. If the next food stinks, I actually think the it lessers the blow of not doing it in back-to-back days. Also, let's not forget, he did vow that he would be making a chili for the After Hours program right. with his own twist on it with, you know, I can't believe, olives and jalapenos instead of banana peppers, which Amy likes from After yeah. Hours. We still haven't yet to see that. Right. This also comes at the heels of him being yelled at by Amy for yawning. Tuesday's Tuesday morning show, which for them was Monday night into Tuesday morning. Right. He yawns and she catches him and lectures him on the right. air. And we played that in sound check. At the time you are hearing this PGP, you may already know the answer to this. Does he have to go to the chili well now knowing Amy's got him on the ropes? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. The Ballad of Jack Stern, this could be one of those storylines or story arcs that is dramatic but only lasts five days. He's kind of like Tiger King. <laughs> Tiger Everyone's King, talking about him. Like, right. People will always remember him and talk about him, but like the height of that was like a two-week run. And that's what Jack Stern feels like. Tiger King on Netflix is Jack Stern on CBS Sports right now. I can tell you it could go either way right now. Jack can either wedge his way into a pretty regular spot just amongst us talking about Jack Stern if he hits here. If he's got a, a turkey chili, he cooks for us something good, we have him one more time on the on the air and it's actually funny or interesting. But if he doesn't cook the rest of the week and he hides or cooks something that is terrible or the segment that we have him on is terrible – it's over for him. He's not going to come back from that. Right. And and let's face it, behind the scenes, we can admit, there was already discussions of how to work in his cooking to future, you know, big-time premiere segments on yes. the VA show. You know, that people would clamor for every week. If he doesn't make it to training camp, <laughs> could be really bad for him. My question is, why do you think it feels like the majority, maybe it's the vocal minority, but most of the people we heard from on social don't like Jack. What is it about him that is not resonating? Well, I don't think anybody likes a kiss ass, number one. Right. Nobody in any line of work and anything. Uh, you know, uh, a weaselly kiss ass, I, I'll say it again, <laughs> is like something that rubs people the wrong way. And I think just on the surface, if you don't know Jack, he's going to come across that way, right? He's cooking, uh, doesn't like criticism when when he was right. criticized that rubbed people the wrong way, especially on our show. Because let's face it, everybody's had their knees cut out from them on this show, and you just have to get back up on the horse, punch back, make fun of back. But if you get, I'm defensive- the host of the show and got called a dressing like a child yeah. today, so everybody takes it exactly. And if you can't take it and you get defensive about it while being a kiss, I just think that that's a bad combination. For and him. he's so fresh faced. He's he's he has no rep yet he can't afford now to be confrontational or defensive and to that point our audience is a tough audience it's 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 a very tough you know they they have it's it's like going to a bar where you don't fit in right Mm. you get in there you're like wow these guys really know the bartenders and everybody (laughs) that's going on and if you're not eased into that crowd like you just he came in hot flat we you know we just dropped this here's jack stern this is what he does (laughs) now we're killing him now he's getting defensive you know, he didn't have a couple minor roles before ah. becoming, you know, a movie star here. And I think that, you know, jars people back a little bit. Who is this guy? Why is he acting like this? You need to be eased in a little bit. Pat Boyle got eased into the DA show. That's crowd. fair. That is true. That is true. So maybe we did him a disservice by thrusting him in too much of a limelight. But when opportunity knocks, you got to you gotta hit the shot. Now, to, his, to his credit... We said we wanted to have him on the show. He had already left the building, was a block away, and said, I'm going to come back for the spot. He did. So he did hustle to come back for the spot. That was check mark in the effort department. However, when he got yelled at by Amy for yawning, he put that in the system and reminded us, hey, this happened if you wanted to play it. 
which is bad because he was looking to take a bow or get credit for not doing his job correctly. And to be honest, my rule of thumb, if I didn't already pull that, which I had already had that sound myself and I thought it was too good not to play in sound check, if I was unaware of it and became aware of it because that's what Jack Stern had told me, I would not have played it. Really? Because then to me... You're not getting it. You're not getting the bit, and you're leaning in, and that becomes a begging situation. Mm -hmm. I'm not into beggars. (laughs) Beggars cannot be choosers. (laughs) Well, the Ballad of Jack Stern, people have nicknamed him Pepper Jack for the cooking. I still like Coward Stern. (laughs) Because what's the, is it Colin Coward? No. Or he's a coward? No, like Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. But what's Uh, the coward? The coward is like, he's just like a cowardly little. Gotcha. Weaselly yeah. kind of guy. <laughs> Coward Stern. <laughs> I, I don't know why I like that one. <laughs> oh my God. Our listeners are very unique. I mean, really. <clears throat> really unique. So, side B is going to be you with Bogues, and he has had a week to remember. He's been in Cancun watching Dave Matthews Band concert with super fans, him and his wife, the entire week. Whoa. Running 3Ks, pool parties, no kids. We don't know if there's been recreational drugs. He posted on social a picture of him and Katie lying down on the beach chair and said a much-needed day of recovery, which tells me, forget the, the 3K, this has been partying day until night every day for four days. Yeah, I think... When you are a parent of two and you get a kidless vacation for four days and it's all-inclusive, all-you-can-drink, and it's your favorite band raging for three days, I think you treat three days like they're a year at college. Right. I've been told, because we don't have kids, but I've been told that when you leave your kids for the first time, it's awful and debilitating and you can't handle it emotionally and then the moment you're at the destination, you're like, this is the best thing ever. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm quite literally three weeks from going to Vegas. I got news for you. I won't be sad at all the moment I step off that plane. Right. But probably the moment that you kiss the girls goodbye, sure. get in the car or the Uber, That's drive to the airport. Sad. Right. That part's going to be hard. You're going to be on a flight. You might be like, oh, my God, I miss my family. But then the moment. family? The moment. Because that's how Jackson says it. The moment your feet hit the ground in Vegas is to be like, woohoo! Right, right, exactly, which is what the bogushes felt. There's no doubt about it because when you get so far away on an airplane where you quite literally cannot be called back to help, <laughs> you know, it's one thing to go out. You know, if you go out to dinner with your friends or something like that, you're still a phone call away from something being awry and eating there. If something goes awry and I'm three time zones away or wherever bogus is in Mexico, a country away, not my problem. <laughs> Whatever, I'll, I'll deal with this when I get back. And that's a very freeing feeling. And they've they've got a ten year old and a seven year old, maybe or something. Something along those lines. So they've they've been parents for a while yeah. now. Those they, are hard years. Those are tough years. <laughs> tough years. They add up. They add up. Hard years. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you crunch every. There's no wasted minute. And I'm sure that's what they they were feeling. There was no. I'll sit down for half an hour. No, no, no. You get every last yeah. lick in. Now I'm going to skip drinks tonight. Now yeah. I'm going to skip the meal tonight. No, 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 no. no. You max out yes. everything. Yes, it's max effort the whole time. Full court press. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't wait to hear about this. Mraz has Bogues right now on Side B for the recap. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It is Side B of the PGP. How are you? It's Mraz here on Side B with a tan, glowing, dare I say bronze figurine Mm. named Andrew Bogush in his Dave Matthews 2022 Cancun Mexico concert Mm -hmm. t-shirt. Welcome back to winter, Bogush. How are you? Winter is coming. That was not fun landing at JFK on Tuesday night in rain, in wind, got out of the airport waiting for a taxi, and it was... No longer 85 and humid and sunny, but I'll be okay. A weekend away from the kids, a weekend away from the DA show, an extended weekend, perfect timing by Dave, doing it the weekend after the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a poll question on Wednesday's show, would you be able to survive a bender like that in your 40s? You clearly did. How do you feel at this moment? Are you hurting? And when will be the next time alcohol is consumed by you? Uh, I'm only tired because I got four and a half hours of sleep last night. By the time we got home, unpacked, had dinner, like reset my backpack for work things that I've been using in Mexico, and then had to get up at 3 a.m. So, I mean, that's... But other than that, I'm pretty good. I'm glad our pro move this time was on our second trip to the second time of this trip... The first time, last show is Sunday night. It goes to 11, 11.30. We went back to our room, slept for, it felt like, three minutes, and then left for an early morning flight. It was still dark when we left the hotel. This year, we said, no chance we're doing that again. Left on Tuesday. So Monday was another full night of sleep, sitting by the pool, doing not, nothing. We're not running off to a concert, so a day of relaxation yeah. in Mexico. A little mini vacation from the vacation, and I think that helps. That's nice. Okay, so now... Normally, because we've all been there in this business, if it's an international trip, uh, even if you really detach, do you take a day of respite before coming back? You come right off the flight last night, come back on Wednesday. Helps that it's a dead week of sports in this world, but did you feel like last night, and we're taping this on Wednesday, you had a bit of panic of, okay, I have a job to do in giving updates in sports, but I have no idea what's happened in the sports world? Yeah, I mean, I I can't not look at my phone, so I was I did a good job of not always looking at my phone. I definitely cut back by, like, I'd say 85%, uh, but I'm like a big in-the-bathroom phone reader sure. or... You know, every once in a while, I can't I can't not look at things. So I kind of knew what was going on. And then other things that I saw quickly is like, I need to probably go back and read about that. Like, Jawan Howard. Right. Like, I should go see the video, read see what's what going on. Sure. Stuff like that. So I'm sure there are things I've missed. Uh, but no, I mean, I you know, vacation days are, uh, are capped. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to burn one. But I'll tell you, but I certainly had more than one thought over the weekend that I was making the wrong decision to come back on Wednesday. Yeah. Come I, I, I've, res- I've wrestled this with my wrestled with this myself. I'm going away, not to Mexico, but I am going to Las Vegas to start the NCAA tournament, part of a bachelor party, and I am taking a red eye. I switched my flight to make sure I was in work for Monday. I was going to do a Sunday flight. They don't have any Sunday day flights back to New York. I would have to go Sunday night. In essence, I would have like landed at 4 a.m. and come right to the studio. I said, I can't do that. So I ended my trip a day early to make sure I was back. I'm taking a red-eye Saturday into Sunday because I feel like off the NCAA tournament, I should be here. So you're going to fly from Vegas to New York after a full day, a full Saturday in Vegas. Yes, yeah, so I'm doing all day Saturday, and I'm on a 1 a.m. flight Vegas time, 4 o'clock Eastern time. So all day, night, a time that I feel like I would usually be going to bed anyways, the time instead I will go to McCarran Airport and fly back to make sure I'm back. And not only that, I'm going to do a Sunday afternoon Beck UL show upon landing as well Wow, from home. That seems like you're asking for trouble. Yeah, and I feel like I'm going to be dead to the world as a result for like a week. But you took that day back and you feel okay. That's why I ask. Now, I just asked you about the sports world. Did you at any point follow along on the DA show world on the last five days? Or was it basically a crash course when you arrived at the studio on Wednesday? Well, I was still getting our our group chats. So I was seeing those. And I was awake from not all of them, but for the back half of the show. And, of course, I saw some of the tweets, some of the DA's Instagram stories. So I saw some things. But I did 
have the thought, I need to sit down Tuesday night and go back through the Twitter feed and watch some of these videos. So I'm up to speed. Then I heard the one where you're like wheezing, emphysema, iron lung, laughing post Steve Karnacki yes. impersonation. Yes. And that one kind of steves me out. So I stopped. Okay. But I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Okay. So thoughts. Number one, DA Steve Kornacki impersonation has now been written about by our yeah. uh, our friends at Barrett Sports Media. I thought it was excellent. I got texts from certain people who used to work here, work in other parts of the industry, who would be the biggest critics of anything, like haters. They're going, yeah. that was an unbelievable Kornacki impersonation. Lawrence Tynes, who's kicked the Giants to two Super Bowls, <laughs> quote tweeted he couldn't believe it. You know Kornacki, obviously. In that moment that you weren't on the show, I threw out, it all had to do with DA's sleeves being rolled up yes. and his forearms, and I just happened to make a, you know, what are you going for, Kornacki? Not knowing, I mean, I, I knew DA would know who Steve Kornacki was, but like, not, because he did Sunday Night Football, but not knowing DA would have any reaction to it. Your thoughts on DA off the cuff having an impersonation? I mean, I was impressed because I've given him crap on the show because, um, you know, his Shep is funny, but it's not Shep. Like, it's got, like, a bluesy thing to it. Like, it's yeah. not, it's not a, I guess, nuts and bolts, a good chef, but it, like... It's a it's, solid chef. It's, it's funny. Okay. And there have been other ones where, like, it's all of a sudden he's just, he skews away from right. his subject. Gruden becomes something else. Right. right. Gruden's from Wisconsin, like, selling me bratwurst. Right. Like, there's a, they, they meander. And I don't know where this one's going to go. Right. Because it's as early oh, still. Oh, you cherish it while you got it. But this one is dead on. Dead on. I, I agree. I thought it was awesome. Now, I had a lot of texts... Uh, in the hours that followed, because this really got a lot of eyeballs. Like, DA really caught people's attention with this, and I'm glad he did, and I, I laughed hysterically. That was so, so natural to me because I was so shocked that he had one ready. The question I've gotten from many people is, how long had DA been practicing that? Oof. And I I did not know because, again, when I ask him about Kornacki, I'm, it's not a setup that, hey, I know DA's been working on this. Let me see if he's got something. I flew in blind. Yeah. But it was very clear to people that the way he was going with the hand movements and everything and the and the like it was something that he had worked on on his own. And now people are wondering just how long DA needed to work on that to nail it. Like now, that. I didn't have that thought, but it's a valid thought because the show goes on in his life the other 20 that, hours he's not here. Oh, the DA show is 24-7. We right. just see four hours of it. Exactly. Now, you might see more via Instagram. Sure. You know, the show of him in Bard Star jerseys catching passes in the snow in northern New York where he lives. So, I mean, it's hashtag ha- Ice Fishing Nation apparently is a hashtag now we've learned from DA's Instagram. So, I mean, it, it, it happens. And, yeah, it'd be shocking if that was the inaugural, if that was the maiden voyage. There's, I... I now that it's been brought up, I'm pretty confident that's happened. You know, coming off Christmas, yeah, that's happened. You think he ha- worked it worked it during the holidays? He it, worked the holiday circuit with the Kornacki. It's happened at least once before. He's had time to polish it. I hope he's not like sitting his wife down asking her to like grade it, right. or just bombarding her with it every single day on a different topic. But it definitely had come out before this. All right, now topic number two. The day before you take off and leave for Mexico, you work from home. DA also that day yes. works from home. Pete the body Bilotti off for uh, four days last week. Meaning on that Wednesday, uh, a week ago from the day we are, are taping this, myself and Billy Jock alone are the only ones in studio. And on that day, I was handed several individually wrapped packages of chicken wings made by <laughs> Jack Stern. And I quietly told you guys down the line or, or in our group chat before the show, I said, someday for you guys to miss, Jack Stern's cooked wings and individually wrapped them for everybody. I didn't know that that sentence that I typed to you guys would lead to what it has led to today, which was me trying chicken wings, ripping through them, liking them. You guys were all a part of that. But in essence, Jack Stern being on the air, feeding off being on the air, then feeling like he's king of the world so much so on Sunday, I'm getting a text about what he was cooking. He didn't know what a Crunchwrap Supreme was, but yet he was claiming to make them. Mm-hmm. The rise and then fall and now the weight approach of Jack Stern. Where do you sit having missed a lot of this story arc? Right. I'm now, I'm not surprised there has been a fall from grace. That just kind of seems to be the normal pattern for most people that come across the show. I mean, whether it is he who shall not be named. Sure. Jacob Wilkins has been up and down and up and down. Sure. He's up right now. So it's not surprising, but the quickness is what catches you off guard here. In a week, yeah, he's gone from 
maybe the next Connor to now being almost off the radar. Tarnished, by Tarnished. many words. Tainted. Tarnished. Tainted. And I will tell you, there was a member of management that at the end of Wednesday's show this week approached myself and asked me, hey, just to check in, is Jack Stern aware of the bit? Very management, very mm. nervous that Jack yeah. Stern's uh, you know, confidence level could sink off of this. And my answer to that was, he absolutely is. In fact, the reason he got yelled at by Amy was he was so in on the bit that he was pulling himself getting yelled at right. for this. Yeah, the problem is Jack's too in on the bit, right. I think, yes. is the problem here. Um, and I guess we have maybe in the past, I don't. I wouldn't say mean, but did we cross a line with some, with other people or not give them the chance to like defend themselves? So, well, like, uh, managers got their antennas up to make sure we're not being my unfair an- to someone. My answer to that would be: you get what you get. Yeah, I mean, That's fair. Do, do you like the positive reviews of what we do in the morning? Then you have to deal with some of that. <laughs> but no, this is all Jack's fault, right? In a good way. He made chicken wings. He was if that. Initial- we didn't ask him to start no. cooking, and then he came on in his initial. Right. Time behind them on the mic, he called you Raz. Right. So, I mean, he just... You heard he me wrong. He, right. Couldn't you, stop it. And you can't, you can't, and we'll wrap this in a second, you can't be the person that wants the attention, cooks for the attention, and not be able to take heat. Like, not everything is always going to be rainbows and teddy bears. And I heard a DA references on Wednesday morning off the air. DA challenged him, like, hey, where's the food? And he was like, calm down, Damon. I've got things to do. I've got work to do. I've got to right. work out. Like, he can handle himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, look. Food is family, as he's taught us, and I guess we'll we'll go from there. It really is. All right, you can follow Andrew Bogish at Andrew Bogish. Thank you, Sean. I always appreciate this. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Have a great week, everyone. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.